Hi there, Donna Reese here, aka Language Arts Lady, with episode number six of our homeschool history. Uh, today I'm going to tell some stories and give some details as to when we knew that we wanted to have a character-based homeschool. Now remember, I'm still back on our first year of homeschooling. Thir uh, that would have been 39 years ago. So, um, yeah, still that first year. So Lisa, my sister, we were homeschooling was in eighth grade and my, um, our little son was just turned one. All right. So we, um, found out very quickly that we wanted to have a character based homeschool, which is really funny because now we have a business called character Inc. I N K. Um, like printing character materials. <laughs> That's what that kind of stands for and, and writing character materials. Um, and it was just that we knew, um, 39 years ago is just uncanny to me. So here we go. Many years ago, we were homeschooling Lisa. It was our first year. Joshua was one and a Christian school in the, in our town held a parenting training or a parenting workshop that, um, uh, was was taught by a couple named Ron and Rebecca Coriel from Ohio, somewhere in Ohio. We were we were in Indiana at the time, um, on the Indiana Ohio line, and they were a a couple who um, went around teaching parenting classes and things. And they had three daughters. I believe their daughters were um, like six, eight, and ten, or maybe they were a little younger, maybe four, six, and eight, because I feel like one of them wasn't in school yet. Anyway. Um, we, uh, learned a lot there. Had, they had a lot of great parenting tips. Um, I will say, uh, I'm going to all the way, all the way through this series, I'm going to tell you the good and the bad, right? And at the time, and for many, many, many years that followed, we called that child training. And, uh, now I really don't like that term. Um, character training is fine because you're training character qualities, but child training to me, um, now that I'm on this other side, um, and I have since learned much about some of our early parenting practices, um, the thought of child training sounds like dog training to me. So our animal training or something. So anyway, but that's what we called it then. And that's what we called it for many, many years, even when we were doing parenting seminars. So the mom was telling a story about her oldest daughter. And the story went like this. She was in the lunch line at their Christian school. And she told uh, her friend that she wishes she could have chocolate milk today. And her friend said, well, why, why don't you get one? And she said, I can only have it once a week and I've already had it this week. And the uh, friend said, your mom won't know if you have chocolate milk again, you should just get one. And this little girl, I believe she was eight years old, said, my mom won't know, but God will. And we knew that this was what we wanted for our family. This is what we wanted for our lives. We wanted to raise children who had good character, who loved others, um, who uh, followed the Beatitudes, who the fruits of the spirit, um, who uh, 
treated other people well, who loved well. Uh, we didn't know what all that entailed then, and we made a lot of mistakes along the way, but we knew that we wanted an honest child, that we wanted honest kids, that we wanted loving kids, that we wanted um, uh, empathetic kids, and that we wanted our family to follow after the teachings of Jesus in terms of character, in terms of how we treat others and how we live our lives. Now, that wasn't always perfect and we haven't always done it right. Uh, sometimes we put an emphasis on the wrong things, right? Instead of emphasizing character, we maybe emphasize rules. Or instead of emphasizing um, treatment of others, we emphasized um, uh, um, following guidelines so that you would be holier or whatever. But this was the very foundation for us. And it really did lay a strong foundation um, in terms of character training. Even though it looked different throughout the years, and even though it wasn't always as great character training as much as it was uh, some kind of like, um, I don't know, more rules driven sometimes, we still ended up overall with this approach. And it has made a huge difference in our parenting, in our relationship with our children, relationships with our children, our relationships now with our grown children who are um, just amazing character filled adults who love and serve and help others treat their spouses with immense respect and love and adoration, um, who uh, want justice for everybody who loves no matter what the no matter what people are like and so it turned out great even though we didn't already always do it right so right away we began implementing um, many things so we started a nursing home ministry where um, we would go once a month in to do the Sunday service and every Wednesday morning I would take Joshua and he and I would do a little service um, for the local nursing home, just the two of us. And they, the people there loved, loved Joshua. I mean, you know, he was one year old. He was standing up there playing the tambourine beside me and such great memories of teaching him to reach out to um, the lesser in this world, right? I don't mean they're lesser. They're not lesser to me, but they are people who can't repay us. They are people who are uh, often overlooked. And so that became a really important aspect of our lives for many years, actually. Um, we explained everything to our kids from a spiritual, from a character-based angle. So the reason we wouldn't do that is because that hurts somebody's feelings. How do you think that makes that person feel? This was even before, you know, like, um, all like talk shows and Dr. Phil and all these kind of people, right? We would tell our kids, we would literally say to Joshua when he was two or three years old, how do you think that made him feel, right? Now, we didn't put a bunch of pressure on him to be perfect as far as, you know, um, you know, when you took that toy, you were terrible, but rather just help, helping him through our discussion to see how our actions influence other people. And so then also character teaching. Character teaching became a huge part of our day. I mentioned in an earlier episode how we learned how to just uh, 
add, you know, to do Bible training, character training, story time, all of these things when Joshua was very, very little so that by the time he was school age, it was no different for us to start quote unquote homeschooling because we already had been ever since he was one year old. Our scheduling was based on, you know, character training. How can we schedule our day to teach our children time management, to teach um, diligence, to teach deference, to teach following instructions, right? So even our schedule was made up in such a way that there were chores, there were duties, there was school, there was independent work, so on, to teach them all the different character qualities that you need to be successful in terms of life, as far as like school and work things are concerned. So we had a lot of downfalls, as I mentioned. Back then, um, everything was black and white, which many people would say even today that that's, the, that's great. Everything should be black and white. You know, it's so clear how we should live and it's so clear how we shouldn't live. Um, but while that is good in parenting to be black and white, I always tell my kids, you know, uh, when they come to me and ask questions about parenting, I always say to them, are you parenting in the in black and white or are you parenting in the gray? And when I say, are you parenting in the gray? I mean, are there things that are unknown to the child? Are there things that are vague, unclear? That's gray. You can't have gray if you want to change a behavior. You have to have black and white. There can't be exceptions. There can't be, uh, I mean, there can be so many exceptions. There can't be uh, inconsistencies and things like that. So that's gray versus black and white. So in parenting, parenting in black and white is very good. But in uh, reaching out to others, parenting in black and white wasn't so good for us. It wasn't such a, a good worldview because when you try to teach empathy to children and yet you tell them, you know, the world is bad, they're out to suck us in, you know, you can serve the least of these, like people at the nursing home and things like that, but, you know, we need to stay away from these bad people kind of thing. And I'm embarrassed to say that right now, you know, this 38 years later, but that's kind of how we looked at it. Like the, like the world and everybody out there, they were out to get our kids rather than these people are out there for us to love. Everybody, we should love everybody because God loves everybody, right? And so there were little hiccups and little downfalls along the way for sure. A funny story in wrapping up is that we thought that character training and training our children in, um, you know, living like Christ lived and living a, um, I guess for lack of a better word, a godly life, but I prefer to say more, you know, beatitude filled life. You know, I don't think we focus enough on the Beatitudes and the fruits of the Spirit. I mean, that is, those are words of Christ, right? And I don't think that we focus on those enough. But in our efforts to, you know, make sure that all the bad was out and that, you know, we, we took, you know, we uh, taught our children the Bible and character and how to live. One of the things that we were really, really big on was not adopting different things from the world. So we didn't have a television for the first 10 years. Um, it, which turned out to be great for us, but the reasoning behind it wasn't the best, right? Um, we, um, didn't celebrate Christmas like other people celebrated it. We did kind of different things, but one of the things that we did at Christmas that was very important to us, which is so silly, but we never wanted Joshua to see a Santa Claus out in public. Um, you know, the whole Santa, S-A-N-T-A, -A, uh, when you, uh, move the letters around. It spells Satan. I don't know. We were just really sucked into things. Um, sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And this was one of them. And so basically, you know, we joked around Santa, Satan, Santa, Satan, which is so, so silly. 
Um, but we never wanted him to see Santa Claus when he was a baby and a toddler. And um, so, you know, we never read Twas the Night Before Christmas. Like now that we love to watch Elf and the Santa Claus and things like that, we would never have let him watch something like that, like Rudolph or Santa Claus is coming to town or something like that. Not that it mattered because we didn't have a TV. But anyway, um, and so one time we were out at the mall at Christmas time and uh, he, Joshua was one and he uh, was very verbal. I think I think it was the next Christmas. I think it was the Christmas that he was turning two because he wouldn't have said this when he was one. So it would have been the next Christmas. And when he was turning two and he saw Santa Claus and I didn't catch it soon enough to steer him away and make sure he didn't see Santa. And so he actually said, look, mommy, it's Moses. <laughs> and it's so cute, so sweet, so darling except for the reasoning behind it, right? That Santa, Santa has Satan in it and the words do, and that, um, you know, we don't want you to know about Santa. Santa's bad, you know? So um, our reasoning for it was keep him away so he doesn't know anything about it. Um, if that weren't our reasoning, but he just out of the blue said, look, mommy, there's Moses. That would have been super cute. It was, it was very cute, actually. It was very cute. But then when I think back to the reasoning behind it, like we used to brag about it all the time. Like, you know, he didn't even know who Santa was until he was like five years old, you know, because, and, and so he called Santa Moses, you know? And so anyway, like I said, we didn't always do it right. And that is one of the important things that I hope this uh, series will show to other people that there are so many things that we did right. And our kids tell us that. They're like, mom, go easy on yourself. There were so many things that you did right. And, but yet I can't help, you know, feeling uh, badly about the things that we did wrong, right? That's, that's a typical response. And um, I wouldn't be painting the picture, you know, correctly or helping you learn anything through our experiences if I didn't share both. So anyway, thank you for joining me for episode six of our homeschool history. We're going to keep chugging along. We have a lot more in this first year uh, coming up and um, a lot more good things to tell you and a lot of things that you can learn from our mistakes. So thank you for joining. Be sure to subscribe and I'll see you next week on our homeschool history.